One second, please. Please, Mr. Kennedy. Oh, oh. I don't want to go so sure. Interrupt our program to bring you this important message. Hi, I'm Chucky. Wanna play? You know, it's Halloween. I guess everyone's entitled to one good scare. Be afraid. No. Be afraid. Be very afraid. Ghouls and gore. And sometimes a little more. My bloody podcast. <laughs> Good afternoon, everybody. It is my bloody podcast time. That means we're going to talk about horror movies. Oh, yes. If you joined us last episode, it wasn't really a horror movie per se, but we went into the blood of the bloody in the podcast with the beekeeper last week. Hopefully you all saw Jason Statham keeping bees and kicking ass. Uh, in this new film today uh, for my bloody podcast it is a horror film, I would say, but without like a, you know, a one of those usual horror elements we're talking about the 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 claustrophobic space movie that just came out from bleaker street and ld entertainment called iss what does iss stand for preston in school suspension which is where i was a good majority of the time in eighth grade Preston Barta, ladies and gentlemen, this is where he developed his relationship with movies in school suspension. If you met yeah. Preston nowadays, you would have no idea that was the case because he's a very sweet, calm, collected man. Uh, but back <laughs> in the day, who knows? He had earrings and tattoos everywhere. Yeah. Uh, eighth grade was my rebellious stage uh i yeah i did i did some things that i'm not very proud of i actually just the other day when because i was at my parents house and my dad was trying to get his vcr working in the in the family room because we had some family over and we wanted to watch some old family tapes and so we couldn't get the vcr working and so he was bringing me like random tapes to test with and he brought one from my drawer that i haven't seen in years and it's on the cover it said bs2 revenge of the dumbasses and that was that was my version of jackass that i did with my friends and so i found i, I put this in, i was like we're not putting this on why uh, because, you don't you want to, what what's no, on it uh well i um what's on <laughs> I, put, I put it on here and uh it has the beginning parts of it, but unfortunately, I taped over everything that was the worst because we got into some trouble at school, and I thought it was going to track to that, so I got rid of the evidence. Well, okay, so now, before we get into my bloody podcast, now I need to know about Preston with his friends filming jackass type of stunts back in eighth grade or ninth grade. What kind of stunts did you do? What did you What, what was so crazy that you did? Um, this cannot be used against me in a, a court. Um, I am not admitting this. I'm just saying some things. So, um, we, I mean, we did a bunch of like mostly harm, uh, harmless stuff. I mean, you can get hurt, but like in terms of like pissing off other people and things like that, 
my friend lived in a relatively new neighborhood, so we would skateboard off of roofs with uh, umbrellas. And what's wrong with that? No, nothing wrong with that. That was that was the mildest stuff. So we did like the you know the jackass CKY type of stuff where you do like antiquing, uh, which is like hitting people with powder, um, and then smacking <laughs> each other over the face with pillows as we're sleeping. Things oh, like you ever so do we, the? Did you do the shit piss? No, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's like CKY TK. Yeah, no yeah. thanks. Um, I'm so that, happy that, you know that. By the way. Yeah, no, I have, I still have those tapes on VHS. Oh, I love those, man. Yeah. You, you know, we actually we did do one act from one of those, um, one of the uh, one of the videos. I think it was actually that one where you throw a dummy off of a bridge, just like in the Good Son. Yeah, I was about to say you Good Sunned your. <laughs> yeah, except it, it wasn't in on a highway where things can happen, and we did not hit the car. We were trying not to do that because uh, there was like. Very, there was limitations on where you could run so we um we just threw it off to the side and they would be like kind of break for a minute and then honk the horn and then move along but um no the worst things that we did was we went inside houses that were uh not quite built yet and we took a paintball gun and sniped outside uh, from the roof um mm -hmm. or from the window the second story window people or cars what we hit or anything okay like that um, so, don't man, worry so back in the day no dogs in... <laughs> i did not do another good son type of thing well that was with like nails and nuts and bolts and shit yeah 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 no, nothing quite that bad um um there was vandalism and things like that and i i won't say where it happened um but it, it was pretty bad um and then we did uh of course like prank calls and things like that that were a lot of fun my favorite one was we prank called a funeral home and we said that our uncle had passed away and we did not have enough money to buy a whole casket because we asked them like what's the price range of caskets and they're like uh it's like uh you know a thousand to nine thousand dollars they're like woo, we don't have that much we have about 500 so we can get that low end one um but we also have some um friends up at the sawmill that can cut my uncle in half and can we buy like half a casket and the guy was like oh my god no no, no absolutely not what do you knew we were my thing was like don't you have like little kid caskets that we can just fold him <laughs> up in <laughs> right yeah very, very bad um so yeah stuff like that but yeah, very um, bad very bad yeah yeah so no oh. it stands for international space station oh shit oh we're coming full circle with this uh yeah i think i'd rather watch that movie huh <laughs> now i just want to watch the cky2k with press and barta was before we get into iss the film did were did preston like do you think like um when you and your friends were doing this when you and your friends were doing all of this during that time yeah be yeah there it is uh what is it what is that <laughs> Yeah, it says BS2, Revenge of the Dumbasses. There you go. On VHS, he pulled it. Uh, yeah. you, know what you... I, you know what I recorded uh, over it? What? Nightmare on Elm Street 4. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Dream Master? Yeah. Yeah, yeah Dream Master. Uh, so 
when you and your friends were doing this when because you lived in denton right uh yes yes so did like the neighborhood just know like oh it's the barta kid again you know like just <laughs> well in this particular so it's just outside denton and this uh subdivision or neighborhood had a clubhouse where they had like a water park and pool and they also had like a hangout area with like computers and uh free soda so you could come in there with your cup and then get soda so we would always go and get sodas and then just go mess around in the houses that were being uh being built and um things like that and so i'm pretty sure those people that worked at the clubhouse knew that oh it's these assholes again um but <laughs> it's the marta kid again <laughs> yeah and, and uh we would walk down walk down the main street and one of my friends um walked up onto somebody's car just just we were just walking and all of a sudden he just felt this impulse to walk on top of somebody's car and that person was sitting out on their porch and was going hey what the hell are y'all doing? And then we ran. Um, so yeah, I, I'm sure there were some discussions amongst the you know HOA and neighbors and things like that. They they knew to look uh, steer clear from us or notify when we were walking down the street, um, especially at night. Um, uh, here's another one. Another one just popped in my head, and it's mostly harmless. Um, so they also were, um, it was close to a, a major highway or not too major of a highway, but a highway and pulling off the road, they would always have construction going on. And so they had a bunch of cones and everything for the construction to redirect people. And so we redirected the cones off the, off the road, going completely around trees and um but they had no other option they could either follow the path to go off road or uh run over the cones or get out and move them um but stuff like that oh my goodness that's amazing uh i'm just i so now i feel like it's my job to get Preston back into that arena uh <laughs> by persuading well, we're hanging out friday yeah I'm we sure are hanging out friday yeah anything goes no limits everything is in play on friday it's gonna be great yeah, um they but, say your 30s is your new teen years so yes <laughs> yes it is. yeah i'm in my 40s so i'm I'm 21 right now technically yeah you're, um, you're a uh you're 43 44 year old teenager <laughs> i'm 42, 40, 42. <laughs> i'm the answer to everything in life uh okay so iss the film <laughs> we're going places i'm just so happy we just had that conversation here on my bloody podcast of course preston barta ladies and gentlemen uh round of applause yes 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 yeah brian kluger here we're going to talk about the new film iss of course uh that was directed by gabriella Cowperthwaite. I don't know if I'm fucking that up or not, um, but starring Ariana DeBose from West Side Story, the Spielberg version, Chris Messina, who you saw recently in Air, saw in Six Feet Under, uh, John Gallagher Jr. from Short Term 12, and that hit HBO TV show, The Newsroom, mm -hmm. along with Maria Mashkova, Costa Ronan, and Pailu Ashbach, which uh, you would see and know in Game of Thrones which is or overlord or overlord yes 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 indeed 
Um, so we're going to talk about this new movie. It's horror. Yes, it is. I think it's actually a super fucking scary movie with its premise. Um, I can't imagine yeah. in this situation, but we're here to talk about it. We're real excited to talk to you today about ISS. I hope you all see it. It is in theaters um, right now. Uh, at the moment, it came out this past weekend, and I'm hoping it comes very, very quickly to streaming because I don't think it's actually a movie. You, you don't need to see it in the theater, I don't think, but uh, yeah. I think with streaming, uh, this would this movie's great for streaming. Uh, it's a $13 million budget. So far, the box office, it's made $3 million because, I mean, there's not a lot of people in it. Um but well, I mean, that, I don't think it's as wide as because uh, I thought that trailer that they released was pretty fantastic. Yeah, no, the, the trailer is great. And from a lot of the people that I talked to, they they had an interest in it, and so yeah, I thought it I thought it would do even more so than that. But yeah, I think on streaming, it's just gonna kind of like Saltburn. It's just gonna you know take. Uh, Take time. Just take really well with that. Yeah. Right. I think so, too. So the, the premise of ISS, so there's only a few people in this movie. I'd say six people in this movie. There's only six yeah. people in this movie. And it takes place with three Russians, astronauts, cosmonauts, and three American astronauts. They're in a space station, the International Space Station, doing research and doing their thing. Um, all of a sudden, down below, when they're looking at Earth, all of these explosions happen and they think it's a volcano but it's like nuclear war and if you remember the movie crimson tide uh mm -hmm. with Denzel washington gene hackman uh they're on the brink of war and they get this message in light that says like oh we're at war the russians attacked us get a hold of the space station by any means necessary and before they can talk about it all the power goes out and so the Americans get this message and they got to think the Russians get this message too from their counterparts. Yeah. And meanwhile, below on earth, it's like a nuclear Holocaust going down. And there's these six people, these six astronauts, these scientists ab above trying to make things better, getting orders from their military about like take the space station by any means necessary and then complete and total lack of communication from then on. And then it's just like this almost like John Carpenter's the thing of like, who can you trust? Who can you believe what's going to happen? And I think, I think that, I mean, that's the gist of the movie, but how it's done by the director, Gabriella Cowperthwaite. So Gabriella, great filmmaker, she mm -hmm. did that documentary Blackfish about mm -hmm. like the SeaWorld uh, killer whales. Um, and she, she, did, also, she did Our, our friend, friend, which was really good drama, very underrated drama. Yeah, Our Friend starred Jason Segel and Dakota Johnson and uh, Casey Affleck. And it is a super, super emotional, sad drama film about three friends. Yeah. Uh, and Megan Levy, man, that I love that movie. Yeah, that movie's great. So, I mean, she hasn't done much. Uh, you would only know her from that. But then she comes aboard in this new genre. And uh, with what she's given, she makes a very, I think, a fairly realistic account of maybe what would happen. I don't think I would go about it 
the same, but I guess for the point of the movie is what you're going to do. But Preston, let's ask this movie ISS. We know what happens in the movie. What, right. how do you think Gabriella and then the, the screenwriter, Nick, how do you think they handled this situation? Do you think like there's, there's uh plot holes? Do you think it's like completely fluid and it's what, it's like 90 minutes, I think. Uh, yeah, 95 yeah. minutes. It's real quick. Do you think it's like paced well? What do, what do you think? I think it's it's paced well. I just don't... The Where the movie succeeds the best is everything of what you described about the plot up until now. Like it, there, There's more that goes beyond it. But up until this point, the like being in the antitrust, like just not knowing what the other person is thinking and if uh like the opposing party is creeping around the corner they may be just doing normal tasks but it's hard but but the other person the other party may be reading a little more into it like are they creeping on me or are, are they trying to like figure out what i'm doing at all times like that whole like being on edge is where the the, the film does best i think there is a point in the film where something happens and it's so i think they should have left the audience more in the dark there's there's a point where they show somebody behind an action and i wish it had not done that i i think it would have made it a, a much better film to be kind of guessing like who did what all throughout and then I don't know. I'm not a screenwriter, so I wouldn't be able to know like where that needs to go. But I think they should have uh, held out a little bit longer with um, some of the decisions or how they shot it and things like that. What they reveal, I think I would have left it out. And there's I mean, there's a cartoonish kind of fight sequence that happens toward the end that. Well, you know, yeah, they're, they're, they're like a climactic fight sequence. You're going to do it because the whole movie's in space. So everybody's in zero gravity. And there's a yeah. zero gravity fight scene, which giving again, $13 million budget, very low budget. I don't know. I mean, I guess you could film it better. But yeah, I get that cartoony feel in that moment, too. I think it's just because the, the moment didn't feel very earned to me. I mean, even so the moment kind of makes me think a little bit about this particular mo I'm trying to be very vague here to protect it um but there's a there's a moment in Avengers Infinity War where it's like one character is almost like behind the whole undoing and you're right. like well shit um and so that it, it's not quite like that but it's it it just kind of it didn't feel earned to me and it kind of wrapped up in a very silly kind of way and i think films like ad astra has like a fight sequence kind of like that and i also know as you mentioned it has a bigger budget and so it can accomplish a little bit more and then uh i think even that movie midnight sky has like uh which is not a very good movie but it has like it does something with blood that I haven't quite seen in a movie before. So there, there there's some, uh, I, it, it just kind of, I, I was way more into the first half of this film than I was the second half. I'll say that. I was too, because it really sets up a very, hor very horrifying scenario of yeah. on earth, 
nuclear war and it, it, it takes yeah. out perhaps all of the United States and it, they don't really talk about what they're doing up there, but you got to think like in, in a movie, in a realistic situation like this, and if you have six astronauts, these are scientists, these are the top geniuses of their fields. And then you get one message from down, down below saying, take control by any means necessary. I'm just thinking like, wait, I'm a scientist. I'm going to say exactly like, cause in the movie, you know, they're not going to say anything. They're, they're, they're working against each other because you don't know it's that, that crimson tide situation. Yeah. But with me, my thought was, well, I'm going to say like, they're saying to like take over this, but there's nothing going down there. We've got to figure out how to work together to save yeah. everybody, but they don't do that. There's not one thing about that. And that's where, even though I like this movie, that's where it kind of lost me, but I get, they were trying to tell this story in 95 minutes and be very suspenseful, which it does accomplish that being in space and trying to figure out why. And you have like character arcs where you think one person is super bad and then ends up redeeming. And one person is a seemingly great person and they turn out bad. I think there's a lot of that going on here. Yeah. It plays on your expectations a bit. Right. Uh, which I, I enjoy, but I think at the end of the day, I think, what they accomplished was really good for what they were given. I think if you had, let's say if they had $50 million to make this, cause they all filmed it in North Carolina, which is crazy to me. Mm -hmm. Um, and they had like, and I love this cast, but if they had Robert Downey Jr., if they had bigger names, I feel like we would have been in more invested in it. What do you think? I don't know. Like I wrote, um, in my written review about how, you know, you have movies like Gravity that obviously you see the money on the screen. You see all the destruction of what of the space station being ripped apart and things like that. And this in this film's entirely different. Like it's meant to be a chamber piece of them just being locked up in very in most of the budget. It seems outside of like getting some of these uh, uh, some heavyweight actors, even though they're not super heavyweight, but they're at least enough to where they probably got a decent paycheck. But you see like some of the effects of the of the planet of Earth on fire and things like that. So obviously some money had to been uh, given to that. But I think even then, um, it it just to me it comes down to story and believability. And if they had tweaked some things, I think it would have had more of a lasting impression on me. Because I, I think I I came away with this. I'm probably a little bit under you, but still uh, enjoyed it for what it was. For you know, we're in the early part of the year. Normally, for instance, um, I liked this movie. I know you did not, but it also stars John Gallagher Jr. Uh, he's been in a couple of movies that deal with claustrophobia, uh, but he did Underwater uh, yeah. last year, the year before, and very similar vibe. It's like he did Aliens. Here, here's his Aliens, even though it doesn't have aliens in it, but it's in space. And then you have Underwater, which is his version of Abyss. And um, <laughs> and so, uh, and, and then before that, he did Ten Cloverfield Lane, which is also kind of very similar. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I just think, for instance, something like Sunshine. In Sunshine, 
whenever they have a complication, no matter what's going on, obviously the, the story is completely different. There's a lot more at stake uh, with the whole world dying. So that just creates global uh, community, like a global peace type of thing. And they're, everybody's working together. Um, but any sort of like, thing that goes wrong like they all get together they're all having a discussion and so it seemed like from the beginning they were having this like you know it doesn't matter what's going on on earth it stops there at the atmosphere like we're up here we're we're just six people we're working together and so i think i would appreciate it even though i you know i would like to say i would do one thing and then you know the reality may be entirely different but i think if i was in a position of leadership I think I would have got everybody together and say, hey, and just just kind of have a conversation. Everybody's yeah. out in the open. See what they like. Did y'all get this message too? This yeah. is crazy. It's just six of us up here. What are we going to do? We have to figure yeah. out a way to survive. And, and and it it could have just been like, hey, I have no idea what's going on down there. We just got these orders. We got to assume that your country got the same. What are we going to do about this? Because neither because one again, of us want to be yeah. in this position. And, um, but that would have taken away the entire thrill <laughs> of the film. But, like, but maybe because, you know, again, they're doctors and scientists and astronauts. They're not military. Yeah. And my, my thought was, what if they did that and then they're working together, but like you see one or two people like lose their minds, you know, like yeah. that. It's not yeah. just one of them following an order. It's yeah. them like, oh God, there's no more Earth. This yeah. you got you got your Michael Bean from the Abyss, or you got yeah Packer uh, from uh, Steve Bu Steve Buscemi from uh from Armageddon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What they really needed is uh, Peter Stormier on this <laughs> right since that's what he was doing russian guy um yeah so i don't know that there i just think that there was a lot of potential for them to do a lot of different things uh for instance and i noted this in my review what i really liked about it and what made uh some of the like the happenings in the be beginning of the or the first half of the movie uh be so work so well for me is that stylistically there's not much going on here i think that's why we're saying hey this is an okay film to watch at home because it doesn't have you know danny boyle doing his signature style or like the like gravity that. you have like the best filmmaker yeah. of the modern world filming gravity and it's just like a beautiful yeah. thing to look at that's not here that's not this movie right right but what makes it work especially with this feeling of paranoia is how the film uses like security cam footage uh, throughout to make it feel more secretive. Like people are doing things behind the scenes or, oh, what are they up to? That was a good way to illustrate that with the within the confines uh, here creatively. It was. However, I'm going to disagree with that. 50, it's 50 50 for me because they show that constantly throughout the movie and you're like oh hell yeah i like seeing what they're doing but then i i thought at some point much. they're gonna come back and be like somebody's gonna see somebody doing something on one of the security footage or somebody's gonna call in from earth and saying like we're seeing all this footage like do something but no, none of that happens i thought it they was lost communication back. and it just it doesn't seem like they have access to a lot of those things anymore 
Right, like not not down below, but like just even on the ships, I thought some one character was going to see a security cam footage and like, oh, they actually did do this. But that never happened. So yeah. while I like that element of sh showing like the black and white blurry footage of like people doing things behind the scenes, uh, like creepily, hauntingly, I just never came back to full force. But it was another way to like add suspense to it uh, yeah. in that. Yeah. So, so I think if they had that powwow right after they got those messages or the last communications that they had with their country before it all went to black they would have that conversation and then but they would still be kind of on edge it would be like okay we're having a conversation about trusting each other but can i what can really truly make me trust this person and that and they could keep that going a little bit longer and um, and then they would have a moment like that where it's like, I was watching the security cam footage. You were up to something. You were up to something. I know it. And it's just like creating this uh, tension and adding more fuel to the fire. And so it could have been some things like that. Right. That would have been great. To, but it's when that happens, it goes immediately to people not trusting each other and these astronauts just taking orders and yeah. to me, I'm just what what is actually happening? Because it's I mean, it seems like it's like a red dawn situation, but like times a thousand. Yeah, yeah. So and, I, I would I would have liked a little bit more. I don't know if when they got those orders and the people that tr that do decide to act on it. Did they not really question? There's one particular character that does question a lot of like what what are the ramifications of it like what are the consequences right and uh, like wh what is it going to do to me as a person assuming that all this will blow over at some point even though it really looks like it went to hell on earth um but i felt like a lot of or some of these characters didn't wrestle with it and I, that's what makes it an interesting film to me if they are kind of dealing with it in a more human way instead of being like i am a machine i take orders i listen to what they say and what i am is a scientist at the end of the day and i'm not a military person i don't know yeah that that was the one that's the thing that and, then, and that's what makes something like the abyss work because you have actual military crew going in there right and then the scientists are having to go to these extremes that they've never been to before. And that right. makes it compelling. I agree that perfect analogy there. Uh, in this one, it didn't work. And I know it seems like we're coming down on this movie. No, I guess just we like, are a little bit, but yeah, because it has so much potential and because the trailer was so exciting. Like we both said, we both enjoyed the movie flaws and all. But there was just room there for it to just really be something else. Yeah. And that's what we wanted it to be, but still solid. Still, still solid. Still like a streaming movie goodness. Uh, characters. I love John Gallagher Jr. and I love Chris Messina so much. They're such good actors. I love them in pretty much everything. They're just got this. They're just fun to watch. And even though, like, I mean, it looked like a lot of times that Gallagher seems something out of Star Trek, even with his, like, his costume at some points yeah. or, like, how he looked. Yeah, he's uh, clean shaven, which is... Yeah, very rare. Yeah. yeah, but uh, I like 
I, I liked them. The, so Ariana DeBose, uh, she is in the movie. You know, she was the big breakout star, really, from West Side Story. And she's kind of like the conduit to everybody. She's kind of like the newbie rookie of the astronaut. She's kind of making mis silly mistakes early on. So you're kind of like, oh, this is the person I'm going to relate to. But I just found her character so stale. I, I That was me. I just found out of anybody else, out of the six others, she supposed to be the main character. Didn't like it. Yeah, I mean, I will say that I think she's probably written as the the weakest link, uh, weakest link, unfortunately, because my favorite character was played by Pilu, who played uh, uh, Alexi uh, or Alex uh, Pulov or whatever. Yeah, the guy from yeah Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah, I thought he was the most believable character to me out of all that, because um, I think. Um, there's some some moments with some of the other characters that I they, they give it their all. They're committed to their roles, but I think as a character beginning to end, I was most interested. He in has that. the biggest arc because at first you're like, man, he's a little creepy. He's something's a little off. And then he's the one that you hate at the beginning. You're just like, what the hell? But then you see his yeah. struggle, and then you're and then at the, by the end, you're just like, oh man. This is crazy. And you never know what you're going to do in that situa uh, situation because hopefully nobody will ever be put in that situation where you're yeah. six people above the earth watching the earth implode um, or explode. But yeah, his character is so good. And I think he did a great job of showcasing his walking that line and struggling with the right path to take and it was yeah. that was great to watch yeah it's kind of like in saw that the first saw movie they, one of them has to decide what they're gonna do or so uh <laughs> that, that 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 pressure cooker type of feel makes it makes for some interesting uh character moments and so yeah uh yeah i i, I think it gets a little clunky by the end and i to me it mostly comes from revealing too much showing too much and i wanted to be more in the dark and be on more on edge because that that was the suspense and when you when you show things one character in, in particular um what they're doing that, then i was like well th that takes away the suspense and now i know that it's you um yeah. so um I yeah, I just would have milked that a little bit longer. I would have too. I would have I, to to not really know what was really happening between these characters until much later on in the movie because you find out what they're gonna what they're doing very early on. Uh, I think I think hindered the movie for the most part. But again, it's done so well that I I think that the good outweighs the bad just enough that it's worth watching yeah yeah um but i could also you know list off a couple other films that do it better yeah do it better but like which ones for, which ones well you mentioned crimson tide for for one but we mentioned some other space films like uh sunshine and um uh i don't i don't, I don't know event there, horizon do you think yeah. that's one because that has a very horror element to it, but they're all inside of a spaceship that is kind of claustrophobic, even though it's much bigger. Yeah. But I've, 
that movie's crazy good and people turn on each other for sure um i mean abyss is basically set in space but underwater yeah yeah kind of the same same feeling about that i'm trying to think of the other Well, I mean, there's like variations, like it goes off a little bit more, but just kind of listing off some other films that take place in space. And then there's like almost like a Lord of the Flies type of thing going on there. Um, like some like High Life that came out a few years ago with Robert Pattinson, even though Oh, yeah. they, they, they just have like some cult like shit going on in there and it's getting like really raw and dark. Um, but then, you know, at the end of the day, it's, you know, it's a father daughter type of story um, that I found very interesting. Same thing with like Ad Astra that I already mentioned, even though it's not quite like a there, there's just there's a divide going on. Like there's a person, uh, Brad Pitt's character wanting to get somewhere because he knows something. And then you have an opposing side that does not believe him and give want to give him the time of the day, but he wants answers. So there's a little bit of, of a riff there. Um, uh, I, I can't remember if, do you remember the movie silent running with Bruce Yeah, Dern? yes, I do remember that. No, those are and you you bring up a good point about the Lord of the Flies aspect because with Lord of the Flies, it's that slow build. Everybody's working together, and then it's just slowly chips away. Yeah. Here, Triangle of Sadness even does it. yeah, exactly. Uh, it does. However, with with ISS, it's there's not like a Lord of the Flies tension Yeah. building. It's like immediate, Yeah. where everything is goes to shit. And ah oh man, I wish they did the slow build, like the slow burn, like in John Carpenter's The Thing and Yeah. Lord of the Flies. Because there's that element to it. And I like I like that aspect, but here it all like press said it's like cartoony almost, and maybe it was because of the budget, maybe it was the runtime, maybe they were trying to appeal to a more of a mainstream audience and saying, like,
uh was it tim robbins and like uh, mission to mars or yeah no but yeah you you see him like out the window but there's not like a closure and that you know that he's gone but it's but when he comes back you're thinking like oh hell yeah he's gonna be the head of the group he's gonna be like the fuck he's he's the person that you know is gonna do the right thing and then he's gonna john wick it up in there (laughs) or or not he's gonna like come to everybody's senses but he doesn't he's the worst one like he just loses his mind yeah he should have had a pig like moment nicholas cage and beat them with their with his emotions Emotions, yeah so i that's that I, so I'm thinking of that because when I saw it, I was like, that was pretty good. And I still think it's pretty good. There's. Yeah. But it's but not the moment great. that I was talking about that kind of made me like, uh, was when they showed that, that Russian, uh, work moving the arm to knock him out. Right. Yeah. And so I didn't like that. We got to see that. I'd like to be like, was that an accident or did it really happen? I would have liked that guessing game a little bit longer. And then it would be like revealed at the end. I don't know if it really needed to be like, I was behind it the whole time. uh, (laughs) I don't know if it needed to do that, but um, it would have made for an interesting thing. Um, So I don't know. I, it just like, there, there were some things that they could have done differently and it wouldn't felt as like, it's, 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 I don't know. How did you feel about, like the whole John Gallagher Jr. kind of being more having more of a malicious uh, agenda there because it, it does lead to a moment of suspense, even though it's kind of silly. And I had uh, a, a friend of ours uh, message me on Instagram because my little Rotten Tomatoes blurb involved my <clears throat> involved the mentioning of a knife and how like this movie is like putting a knife in the middle of a room and two parties are having to decide who's going to grab it first yeah and so they're like yeah but they have a really ridiculous big ass knife in this and i was like what you don't spread your mayo with a michael's myers knife yeah, knife yeah no that's what it is uh his maliciousness so like i think <laughs> he's like the one like if everything if everybody was like him in the movie i think it would have been better because you never know where he's going to go he says he has girls at, on on earth like children he wants to see yeah. them uh and he's seems like he's on the right path like he's the most self-aware but then he slowly goes into madness where yeah. everybody else is like instant and i think if more people more of the characters were like him in the movie where you'd never knew really what was happening. I think the movie would have been way more suspenseful, but I think yeah. the way they Cause, did. Cause John- this whole thing could have been like, you know, I have daughters to care for and I'm not going to let my sitting here waiting for something bad to happen, happen. Right. I want to be, I want to be in charge here. So like that would have made it. That would have been better. Yeah, but yeah, the the knife, the the Mike Myers knife with spreading mayo on a sandwich is in space is pretty fucking funny. Uh, yeah, and then you have the knife, and then you have like a big drill, uh, yeah. <laughs> which is great. Um, but I, I like John Gallagher Jr. I just think his yeah. character, I I wish more of the characters in this movie were like him because he's the odd man out basically, and I think his character is the most memorable. Uh out of the movie but um yeah i i liked him and i think the way you put it like there's a knife and it's like both sides like daring each other to do it to grab it first um but in the movie the russians grab it that would have been the first five minutes (laughs) 
Yeah, like it, what if they had that powwow and they're like, all our weapons are going to be right here in the center of the room. And then they'll come back and be like, the fucking knife is gone. Yeah, where is it? Uh, so I see we would have written this movie better, I feel like. Or maybe it was written better in the studio. I don't know. But Gabriella as the director. I mean, she does fine, but her better movies are Blackfish and uh, the Casey Affleck one. Um, and Jason. Our one. Yeah, our friend there. It's so much better. Uh, yeah. Here, I'm glad she's stepping out, but I don't know if the studio came in and changed it. But uh, it's, I, it definitely seems like it was on the path towards something unique and there was some nervousness about it and they put it on more of a familiar path. Right. So I don't know if that's the case, but I'd like to think that because I've seen, you know, as you mentioned, some of Gabriella's other work and there's, there's a lot of raw intensity for some of those moments, even Megan Levy, which, you know, I really thought was going to be a down the middle kind of movie. And it ended up being uh, much more than that. And emotionally got really invested in that film, uh, very underrated. But yeah, so is our friend. I think that one should have been a pretty big awards contender, but it got... Yeah, nobody remembers that movie. It's a great movie. I don't want to watch it again a lot because it's so sad, <laughs> but I yeah, love we'll that see movie. How fucking Blackfish is too. Yes, it sure is. Um, so uh, yeah, ISS, it is out in theaters. Um, if you're really curious, go see it, but it's something you can wait for. I don't think you need to spend 20 bucks to go see this movie um wait wait for streaming yeah i agree i think if you're just looking for something to throw on i don't think it's a necessarily like a friday night movie or anything like that it's like any day of the week yeah Um, check it out and uh but yeah i don't think you need to spend top dollar on it uh but if you're desperate for something uh like some sort of light in this garbage uh, what they call a garbage season uh hollywood dumping ground type of thing uh, there, there's still some there's a lot of awards contenders that have carried over but this is something that's a little light a little lighter on its feet and but still has some intensity to it so there if you, you want go. To, go for it yeah. go for it iss out in theaters this is my bloody podcast thanks for listening we have another great episode coming up next week it's going to be awesome We're very excited about it. I'm Brian Kluger. You can find me at highdefdigest.com, boomstickcomics.com, Brian Kluger everywhere on social media, and our other podcast, Fear and Loathing in Cinema Podcast. Preston, Barta, where are you at? Uh, I'm no longer getting into trouble. I'm no longer in ISS. I am a father and a husband now, and I like to think, as Brian said, aim to be a good person. So... (laughs) There we go. Uh, I'm, I'm there to stop him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's gonna he's gonna awaken the beast. Um, <clears throat> uh, yeah, you can find my writing on dittonrc.com for Ditton Record Chronicle and freshfiction.tv. I will be doing some more TV stuff in the beginning part of this year. So, but we'll always be doing film stuff with Brian. So we'll be we'll be doing that on Beer and Loathing and in here. So. And uh, Blu-ray Dad on Instagram, where I'm most active, and Preston Barta everywhere else. Hell yeah, my bloody podcast. Thank you so much.